Chapter 10, Realization. My grandmother was born in the 1930s in the South. She experienced racism and grew up during the brown paper bag era. Our black features, such as a big nose like mine, weren't the standard of beauty. So the things that my grandmother said to me about my weight, complexion, or my nose weren't out of a place of malice. It was simply the way she was raised in new life. My sister was a sweet child, mild-mannered, and didn't talk back. Then I came along and I was the exact opposite. I talked too much, took my sister's things, including her clothes, and I lost her high school ring. I wasn't a terrible child. I was just a little sister. A little sister who, like most younger siblings, was the troublemaker or the one who just might need a little bit more attention. I wasn't a perfect child, but I wasn't bad. I'm not a bad seed or rotten fruit. I am me, and I deserve to be loved, even with all my imperfections. I have learned that some people do not mean to be rude, hurtful, mean, unsupportive, etc., myself included. They probably aren't aware of the harm they are causing or recognize why they are causing it. That takes self-discovery and accountability. That takes seeing someone else's life and recognizing their traumatic experiences. Or, as Oprah likes to ask, what happened to you? Instead of writing them off as a bad person. Maybe my mom didn't know how to support me. Maybe limits were put on her dreams as a child. So in return, she tried to limit mine. Over time, I have come to understand that my mom's flaws were just that. Flaws. She, like the rest of us, is a human being who is learning as she goes. She is adapting and growing. There are times and will be times when she, like the rest of us, comes up short. When I became a mom, I began to understand my mother more and more. How at times we fall short of reaching that high pedestal society places on mothers. I also see how, though we may fall short, we are responsible for our own flaws and mistakes. When we can grow from those mistakes, then we can begin healing. I cannot go back in time and heal my mother or change what happened. I can begin to heal not only my inner child, but through the lens of being a mother, my relationship with my mother as well. Recognizing your flaws and mistakes and healing from them is a process we will continue to do throughout the rest of our lives. I have lashed out and was a mean bitch to others. Some people, they deserved it, but many didn't. Many got the wrath of me that stemmed from a place of pain and insecurities, a place where I constantly felt judged or overlooked. That wasn't fair to them. And though my husband was not there for me in every way I needed him to be, I started to recognize that there were things in his life that impacted his reaction to my suffering. He didn't understand how I could willingly want to take myself away from him and our children, knowing the impact losing his mother had on him. I had to be empathetic, but that emotion was a hard practice when I felt so unseen. I cried alone. I wiped my own tears. Suicide prevention outreach. Suicide is never the answer. If you know someone who has tried to commit suicide, do not reprimand them. Do not accuse them of being selfish or state that they were trying to take the easy way out. 
This is the furthest thing from the truth. Speaking as a suicide survivor, I no longer wanted to live with the daily negative thoughts about myself or feel like a burden to the ones I loved. What the hurting person needs the most from you is your support and professional help. My deepening depression started to get in the way of the one thing that I've always felt great at, being a mom. I had become easily irritated with pickups, drop-offs, and helping with homework. I would find myself lashing out at my children at times that they didn't deserve it. I wasn't cooking and cleaning the house the way I normally had in the past because I simply didn't feel like it. So I playfully created an alter ego named Miss Pearly May to help me cope with the exhaustion of motherhood. Miss Pearly May is an older, strict, Take no nonsense woman, a nanny type from Jamaica, although my accent really does suck. <laughs> she was based on the late, great Robin Williams character, Mrs. Delphire, with a few obvious differences. She created laughs between my children and me during times when I wanted to scream or cry. That alter ego held me together as a mom. Miss Pearly May came out in my darkest moments. Because when you're a mom, you can't take a break from it. When I felt that I needed a break or I would break myself, I switched on my alter ego. Slipping into her allowed me to not only parent my kids, but heal myself. I know, I know, it sounds a little crazy creating an alter ego, but she guided me back to reality and allowed me to let go of my fears and just be someone else. We all find our coping mechanisms, and some are healthier than others. For me, Miss Pearly May showed me not to take life so seriously. She brought back a bond with my kids that had been breaking and showed me that sometimes laughter is life's best medicine. Although my husband, who I have known now more than half my life, wasn't there for me emotionally the way I needed him to be, I had to forgive him for not loving me properly. He didn't know how. He had to mature mentally. And maturing takes work that sometimes feels near impossible to complete. Following my attempt to take my own life, those first few weeks after I was home, I was starting to mentally prepare for my divorce. We both were done. My husband didn't deserve, nor was he asking for my forgiveness. Our vows were for better or worse. At his worst, I've been there helping him to pick up the pieces. At my worst, he abandoned me. That was like the nail in the coffin that showed me how little my life mattered. I didn't see my world having any meaning and I was proven right by the person who should have been showing me the opposite. No one knew what I was going through. I carried on with my life. I kept showing up. I continued on, all while being gutted inside. Journal prompt number 60. Have you ever felt disappointed by the way someone you care about has treated you? How did that impact the way you viewed them and yourself? One day, something changed between my husband and I. We started talking again. We vowed to be better spouses, and my husband took accountability for the pain he'd inflicted on me. 
he took accountability for not living up to his vows. I'm a forgiver. I love hard. I love my husband unconditionally. But I also had to take accountability for myself. I'd neglected my mental health, my well-being, for far too long. I hid how deeply I was hurt to those closest to me. I was not seeking professional help. That wasn't fair to my husband or any of my family members and friends. I had to stop putting on a facade that everything was okay because it wasn't. I learned to be open and honest with my husband whenever I was down or felt myself sinking into a low space. We started doing check-ins with each other and slowly, day by day, we began to heal together. I decided to start addressing things head on as they happened. Letting them linger only caused more unnecessary frustrations. Bad thoughts, times, and feelings do not need to fester. This has been a huge part of my healing. Those who have not yet healed, aren't mentally mature, do not understand the healing process, or unwilling to heal because they are devoted to misunderstanding, just won't get it. That's on them. Heal yourself first, and then for and with each other. Hidden rock bottom taught me the most valuable lesson. It taught me to love and put myself first. My husband is always the center of attention. At a club or party, the DJ is literally the nucleus. He's used to all the eyes being on him and being praised. For the majority of our relationship, I was a constant cheerleader, telling him how much I admired him and how great he was. As I sank deeper into my depression, I stopped doing that. Although that is not an excuse for him to treat me how I have been treated, he felt like I had abandoned him too by no longer being that cheerleader. What I also realized was I had not only allowed this treatment from him, but I taught him to put my feelings on the back burner. I taught him that it was okay to put his work, his dreams, and his life before mine, and that I'd still be there cheering. I do not allow this any longer. For anyone reading this, well, you guys are listening to this, if you are allowing anyone to make you feel as though you are on the back burner or you are sub-tier to them, this stops today. You are the main character of your life. Place yourself at the forefront of your life. Not only that, expect those around you to cheer as loudly as you are for yourself. If the people in your life cannot cheer you on, then they do not have your best interests at heart. The people who truly care for you will be your personal team of cheerleaders. Your success is their success and vice versa. They watch you succeed and feel proud. Do not keep people in your life who do not want to see you succeed. The good news is some of your worst days are behind you. Some of your best days are ahead of you. And you have not even met everyone who will love and support you yet. The right people will get you. The right people will love you. The right people will see your worth and try to understand and help your battles because we all have them. There are people who will work to be by your side through thick and thin. And there are those who will walk out of your life because you are too difficult. It's a sucky part of life, but it is a part that many of us will experience. People will come and go. People will leave you at your lowest and criticize you at your best. There will also be someone who wants you in their life, but will not put in the effort to keep you there. Sometimes, 
God has people walk out on you because he knew you would never walk out on them. We often hold on to or want to hold on to things we've outgrown. The people who are supporting your progress, being a helping hand when you need it, those people will grow with you. Those who are not, those who do not cheer when you achieve something or surpass them, they are like pots that have become too small for a plant to continue growing. They are not your people. Not everyone will stick around, and not everyone deserves to. I've had friendship breakups that have broken my heart more than any ex-boyfriend ever did. But through losing those relationships, I built even stronger ones. I've learned to identify the qualities missing from ex-friends and identify them in new people. I have found what went wrong in my past, and I learned from those mistakes so that my new relationships will begin with a strong foundation. I have learned to find people who will not leave me, regardless of the work that has to be done. There will be people who quit on you. Don't be one of them. Fear often impacts the way we treat our relationships. I am slowly letting my armor down to extend grace to those I love, the same way I want grace in return. I've opened up to letting new people in my life and made some of the best friends I've ever had. I had to let go of the notion that I would constantly be let down by others, by my dreams, and by myself. In the past, I have feared others not choosing me, which forced me to choose myself. Now that I have chosen myself, I also have to choose others by finding those who want to pick me just the same. One of the greatest gifts in life that we can receive and give is the gift of genuine friendship and support. Journal prompts number 61. Are you requiring more from others than you give? Are you giving more than you're getting or the other way around? How does this impact you and your relationships? My hurt, my pain, and my unwillingness to seek help and change were my biggest hindrances. I learned that I had to let all the pain go. It took me three decades of carrying around emotional baggage to do so. But I finally released it. I honestly felt no hatred or ill will toward anyone. I was holding myself prisoner in a jail of sadness, hurt, and depression. I was blocking myself from growth. I now like to deal with my issues head on, no matter how big or small they may seem. I do not let them linger. I cannot change anyone else's behavior. I cannot change anything that has happened in my past. I am only in control of myself and my healing, and I've chosen to heal. I've decided to heal for myself, my happiness, my peace, and my future. This is the way that I control the trajectory of my life. I'll reiterate that things happen to each and every one of us in our lives. We use those things to either be a victim or as our testimony. Most of us have a lot to unpack and do not even realize it. We are carrying around baggage that is weighing us down. I stopped self-loathing. I stopped playing my sad story over and over in my head. I stopped blaming everyone else. I stopped posting sad ass, my life is miserable, memes and quote I'd found on Instagram. 
If you're doing that too, stop that shit. It is drawing more sadness and misery into your life. The law of attraction is real. I wasn't okay. I was broken, frustrated, and felt completely uncertain. I realized that I had to decide to put myself back together. I committed to refocusing on my own healing instead of trying to simply move on with life to no avail, like so many people try to do. And the largest part of my healing included compassion and forgiveness for others and myself. I have evolved as a woman. I do not feel malice. I do not seek revenge. Karma spins the block every time. Life is going to do what it's going to do. And we all are going to get chin checked by life one way or another. So I might as well focus on my own enlightenment and roll with the river and not fight with the rocks. Lauren London. Journal prompt number 62. What are some issues you have now that you've been putting off resolving? Journal prompt number 63. Have you currently or in the past fallen into a pit of self-despair? How did you get out of it? Or how have you taken steps to get out of it? Journal prompt number 64. Do you believe in karma? What does karma mean to you? Affirmations. I take accountability for my actions. I have the strength to pull myself out of this. I am the hero of my own story.